After one of my fellow teachers lost his mind and went off on a group of students outside of their school in China, one of the students asked, why does he work here if he hates Chinese people so much? Hearing this story the next day, it made me think. I'm sure he, who is in a relationship with a Chinese woman, can't hate Chinese people. Then upon further reflection, I began to wonder about all of the other foreigners living in China and how they have similar tales on what really bothers them about Chinese people. I coupled that notion with the idea that most teachers last about two to three years in China before they must get out. I wondered, what would make someone who wanted to live in China want to leave in such a short amount of time? So I and my wife began to create our own independent lists. As we went through our days, we kept our phones handy so we could jot down whatever bothered us about being in China. Our lists are still growing. And we've decided to share them with you. Here we are, back to the list. Um, you tell me what what do you want to do your thing first, or do you want me to do my thing first? You can go first. I don't know if I want to go first. I'm really interested to see what your number two is. Well, these are not they're not ranked in any kind of way. They were just as they happened. So, uh, my number two was definitely, um, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a, it probably didn't happen to me at that moment. It probably occurred to me that it was something I didn't like. Uh. So, 
basically, you know, walking around or someone, you know, does a thing and you get the inappropriate smile. Which just... No, no, no. It might have happened actually being at the bus stop or something. Um, But I, I don't think that this one, when, like when I wrote it down, it was just me making a list of things that bother me. Alright. Now, this... This didn't... This is not a purely Chinese thing. Even though our list is about why people don't like Chinese people after being in China, it's still not... It's not... Exclusive. It's not... No, no, no. It's, it, our list is exclusive to China, but this is not exclusive to China because... This, my dislike of this started in Thailand. The land of a thousand smiles. And I re-termed their famous phrase to the land of a thousand meaningless smiles. Because they basically redefined what a smile means. And in Thailand, a smile does not mean what we think it does. It has little to no meaning. I've seen people who were angry with each other smiling. I've seen people who were... Uh, about to fight with each other smiling um, I've seen people who were not sure uh, when they saw me on the street and they would just give a, that weird uncomfortable smile thing that people do but they were smiling fairly large um, I've seen people smiling when nothing was around and they weren't listening to anything so it's it's the meaningless smile that gets under my skin, I think, more than anything else. It's not like you could... It's not the same cultural cue. And that's that's where then the, it becomes bothersome. Now, in northern China, I did not see this. Right, they, I was going to say, we didn't experience it this. Didn't, it was first. not there. They, they <clears throat> If someone smiled, it basically carried the similar meaning as... What we have in the West. Uh, I feel uncomfortable, so I smile at you. Right. Or I recognize. I actually recognize you, and I'm smiling because I I'm happy to see you. I mean, the the smile had real meaning, and it was uh, in in northern China. It actually had the same meaning as what we were used to. So it never occurred to me until we got to Thailand. <coughs> but here in southern China. They behave culturally the same way that they did in Thailand. So I'll have a student sitting in class and we will be telling them that they need to study harder or get their homework finished or whatever and they will be smiling at us the whole time. Student, tell the student they need to study harder because they did very poorly on this test. And the student takes the paper and is smiling about their failing grade. You know, like a 10 or 15% out of 100. These are situations where you should not be smiling. And they are. And it bothers me. Especially inside of school education. But this happens on the street. It happens when you're walking around. People will do something or do something that is fairly, it doesn't warrant smiling. And there, there they are, smiling at you. And I'm not one of those people that tends to smile back. I will look at you and try to figure out why are, why are you smiling? 
um, because there's no situation that warrants the smiling. Okay, so that's my number two, the smiling thing. You got anything on, on smiling? Do you enjoy Do you enjoy being smiled at from people who have no reason to smile at you? I think after living in Thailand and de- dealing with that nonsensical, infuriating, meaningless smile, I just tend to ignore them now. I have I find that here I ignore much more than I would have our first two years in China. You know, we're in what year six abroad, year four in China. I just don't care anymore. I just look at them like whatever, get more on and move on. Now, if I were in a classroom every single day like you dealing with older children, high school students, it would probably infuriate me as much as it infuriates you. Oh, oh. Now, don't think that I'm limiting limiting this to just the students because the teachers do it too. Oh, yes. The same teachers that don't like us, yeah. that tell us that they don't want us there, the ones that will, behind our backs, say all kinds of things about us and they don't think that we should even be in the school. Right. And they walk by and smile at us. Yeah, I just want to smack this so shit. So there's a there's a there's something different there's something else going on there. And it's and that, you know, it's like you look at them, it's like, you didn't even I mean, don't smile at me now that I'm in your face, but five minutes ago when I was trying to get a meeting with you, right, you, told you me. couldn't do it because you didn't want to talk to the foreigner. Right. You know, because you know you were too good to talk to us. Yeah. So, but as soon as as soon as that was that moment was over, and I walk to class and I see you in the hall, now you're smiling because they're in public and someone else may see them, and they don't want the rest of the, the people to see what kind of asshole nonsense they call. Yeah. That yeah. saving face bull. Oh, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. Is saving face the next thing on your list? It is not. Okay, then let's not do that one yet. Okay. <laughs> Take a sip. Go ahead. Take a sip. Come on. I don't. I don't have anything more about that. This is. This is definitely something that, for me personally, stemmed from Thailand. And I would tell my students because I had students that were very young, first graders, and I was breaking them of that habit of just smiling because. In our culture, you can't just walk around smiling. You can't do that. Uh, People will not trust you if you're always smiling all the time when there's no reason or no apparent reason for you to be smiling. Now, if you've got your headphones in and you're listening to a show or you like a song and you're smiling, most of us will kind of decode that. We'll find it. We'll see you doing a thing and go, oh, that's why they're smiling. Or they must be doing this. Or maybe they thought of something. But that smile usually dissipates. But here it doesn't. Well, also the smile usually reaches their eyes. And when someone smiles in your face but their eyes are shooting daggers at you, the smile is pointless. It's definitely the meaningless smile. Here in southern China, the meaningless smile is definitely as alive as the meaningless smile in Thailand. I don't know that the smile is truly meaningless. Oh, I think I think it's I either. Think it's just it, they use it as a disguise. Well, it's a disguise, and they're hiding something usually. Mm. 
they're hiding their true feelings, whatever that true feeling happens to be, positive or negative. Right. Um, but it's a way of, of putting that outward face yeah. that is supposedly pleasant yeah. for everyone else to look at, but it's not, it has no, no actual meaning. It's like most things in China. It looks good on the outside, but as soon as you get underneath a little bit, there's no substance. Okay, well, I won't talk about that, though. What you got? <coughs> okay. So, yelling and pointing at me in Chinese isn't a good idea when I can understand you. Okay, but it, do you think it's a good idea if I can't understand you? No, absolutely not. Because I don't understand most of the people in Cantonese. There's there's very little that I'm going to understand that they're saying. But I, they still look at me and point. Yeah, they do. However, I think that you just don't hear them because most of the time when people are pointing and shouting at you, they aren't speaking Cantonese. They're speaking Mandarin. You just ignore them so much now that you don't even hear it. Well, I'm usually, if, if I'm out, say, on my way to work or something, I have my headphones in. I don't listen to any of the people around me. Um, but that started back when we were in... And she, yeah. I stopped because you get, you know, people walking by and just saying, hello. And then you turn to think, you know, because you hear someone speaking English and you turn and you look at them and you're like, where did, who, who just said that? Where yeah. did that come from? They probably were in a car driving They could have been somewhere. in a car, on a bike. It didn't matter. They're, they just said hello. And now you're looking for them. And if you happen to find the person that actually said hello and you say hello back, then they just start giggling and walk away. There's no, they're just saying hello because they know that they could say hello in English, you know. Right. But then they couldn't say anything after that or they weren't willing to say anything after that. And so then there you are just waving or whatever. So I, I stopped. I and Walking to work in Benchy cured me of, of thinking that someone was going to speak to me. So coming down here, I don't listen to anybody. I absolutely don't listen to anybody. I don't. I. I basically do not ever expect. My kids might be calling my name, and I will not hear them walking yeah. around downstairs with no headphones. If I don't see them, I probably won't hear them because for me, it's all just white noise, which there's a lot of it out there. Right. But for us, well, especially for me, because I I understand so much of it. It's really aggravating. When, you know, you have grown-ass women on the bus pointing and yelling, Oh my gosh, look at, she's so white. She's so fat. Oh, is that a boy or a girl? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it really is just like, sometimes, just to be snarky, I answer them in Mandarin. <laughs> and then the look on their face is like, oh crap, we just got caught. Yeah, but do they, you think they actually care? I think sometimes they're embarrassed because if they said, like, oh, my God, she's so fat, look at her, and they don't expect me to understand, or they say something about the children and I respond, then they're like, oh, my goodness, you know, they're really, truly embarrassed because the people around them heard what they said and they also heard my response. So there goes, your, you know, they can't say face at that point. 
I'm not talking about chicken feet. <laughs> There's no avoiding it. We'll have to get into it at some point, but it drives me absolutely bonkers. Because you can't you can't get away from it. I mean we've been in I don't even know how many cities at this point. And it's happened in just about every single one, including Hong Kong and Macau. Well Hong Kong Hong Kong is very good at at, at hiding its Chineseness. But then it reminds you that it's in China. Well, it reminds you that it's in China, but there are also so many Chinese tourists in Hong Kong, especially this time of the year, that no matter what we do, we couldn't escape the nonsense. You know, maybe during an off-season when Chinese people aren't traveling as frequently to Hong Kong, it would be different, but I haven't really been there yet when they and we also went to a very touristy place. We went to Disney, so. Yeah, and I had been to Ocean Park before, which had a lot of tourists. But they are, I think it's interesting that they are so amazed that foreigners are in their country. That's the thing. Yes, I think that's I the most most well, bothersome is that their amazement. Now, in Benji, I can understand there were like a handful of of foreigners in this city. I get that. Right, it was a small city. Exactly. So I get that. I get that 100%. If I if you go to any small town anywhere in the world and somebody that is looks different or speaks a different language, has a different culture, dresses differently, yeah, I get that. I get the the wonder. The novelty. Yes. But we're just outside of Guangzhou. There are lots of foreigners in Foshan. There this is not a this is I mean, just at my school alone there's at least 20. Yeah, almost 20 of us. So and add on top of that, you and the kids, I mean I mean, and the, you know, the people from, and it's not just Americans. So you got people from all over the world right. that are teaching. And they live in our apartment complexes. I know, but they're, they're, so it's not they're like always around. It's like, it's like, and I mean, it's not like they, even the billboards, the billboards have foreigners on right. them. Now, granted, they're the same foreigners that teach at the school, but they're on them and they're around. Yeah. So why, where's the wonder when, when we walk by or walk up, it's like. You know, just like the little girl today, you know, she walked, she intentionally turned the corner and walked toward me. She didn't walk around me, but then screamed and feigned that, she was scared. that, that idea of being afraid and ran away screaming and giggling, you know, because of the foreigner. It's like, I think that... Fake reaction. Yes. And they, is most of the problem. Well, and they encourage that fake reaction. They think it's cute. Yeah, well, that's another whole another problem. They think, you know, you have adult that's women hiding problem. behind their their husbands or falling into the bushes to get away from the foreigners. You just want to smack them in their forehead. Like, what in the hell is wrong with you? <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. 
But that also goes into my third one. What is your third one? Yes, I can speak some of your language. I've lived here a long time. I can communicate, bare minimum, but I can communicate and get what I need without help from a Chinese friend. Okay, so what are you... They always what is your angry. what is your issue? Why why would a person be angry about this? What is the issue here? Well, the the issue is here they're yelling at me and and calling me all these things and saying all these things about me, and but then they like are shocked that I can actually answer them and I understand them in their own language, and I, I don't get it. If if you live in the U.S., we expect that you learn some English over time. Why do you think that we aren't smart enough to learn? Your language as well. Well, I think you just said it. Smart. They don't think we're smart enough right. to know right. some of their language. Right. Um, and and I mean, it's just and and you know what that goes into say doing things like going to a restaurant eating with chopsticks as well. Oh How many yeah. people? How many people sit around and gawk at us when we're sitting at the restaurant? We order the food. The food comes. There's no forks on the table, and we sit down and we all you know. Our entire family sits there and eats. And then everybody sits there staring at us because we're eating with chopsticks. It's like, like what else yep. would we be eating with? Yep. You know, I mean, you're eating with chopsticks. You Why wouldn't we? I know, there's no <laughs> fork. Of course we're going to eat with chopsticks. I'm not picking up hot food with my fingers. You know, but I, I think, <coughs> I think it, 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 it goes across... Most of the culture, this this amazement that they think that they that we don't understand them. Now that's a whole another thing, but that I run into that all the time. That oh, you're a foreigner, you don't understand. And a lot of times that's just not true. A lot of times the foreigners do understand. A lot of times the foreigners did their homework. They learned about China before they came. Yep. You know? Or you learn about China as you go. Sure. But that but the expectation is that we're not gonna learn, but I don't understand that. We're teachers. Right, right, right. For the most part, that's who they're dealing with, our teachers. And we actually and I've I've done this year after year after year now, we actually have more cultural knowledge than they do. If you ask them why do you eat uh dumplings for the new year they can't tell you why do you give the jonza to you know during dragon boat festival they don't know they just know that it's something that you eat and they also know that it's something that you do they know the right. they know the the, the practice truth. but they don't know the reason why right but that's also a whole nother problem inside of chinese culture that they don't know why they don't ever really ask why I run into that every day in my classroom, trying to get them to ask ask me why, right. you know, because I'm always asking them why. So, you know, it's it's my it's my number one question. I teach it to all of my students from day one. My number one favorite question to ask why, and I try to get them to understand that. But they don't do they're not they don't do that inside of Chinese culture. It's not evident that they do it at all. And from what I hear from my students, they're not allowed to do it. Well, they are. I've been in classrooms where I've taught kindergarten and I've, you know, I've done the primary schools 
And I know for a fact that if a child doesn't understand and they ask the question, they're punished and they're berated and they are made to be felt stupid. So they just don't say anything. They'll maybe ask a classmate, but they certainly aren't going to ask the teacher because the teacher's already puked out the information and God forbid she has to say it again. Yeah. I've, I get that all the time. Um, I wish I wish there was something else that happened in the lower grades uh, to, to make students understand, especially anybody who was planning to send their child abroad. Because that plan does not start when they hit high school. That plan starts when they're little and they're sending them to those extra classes yep. and all that stuff that we taught. So because they're planning this and they're thinking about this, when these children are preschool aged or kindergarten age, then it seems like they would pick different schools for their children well, that would yeah. allow questioning and asking and because that's the very thing that they have to learn how right. to do to be successful later on. Well, and let's, let's clear something up because... As Americans, we say preschool and kindergarten, and they are two separate entities. They are, you know, the, the eight, like age six weeks, eight weeks to age five, and then the kids go to kindergarten, which is a part of the elementary school system, and, you know, then they go up. In China, children start at kindergarten at age 18 months, and they are there until they're six or seven years old. Yes, but what was your youngest student in in your classes that where they were not in the school system? What was your youngest student? Um, my youngest student was two. See? So their parents are thinking about these things and trying to prepare their children for right. matriculation outside of China. Well, they are not doing this right. for getting their child ready to go to university in China. That's so important to understand. They are. They have a long view of their child, their child's education. Yes. So they're looking at this like they're two, they're one, they're two. I'm going to start spending this money and putting this down payment on their future. Yep. I mean, now. I had I had a child at the kindergarten who I also had at the training center, the learning center, and. He would translate for me. He was six, five, six years old. He would translate for me in his classroom because his teacher couldn't. That child could probably go to middle school outside of the country, and that's what his mother was working towards. She wanted to send him to either Canada or the UK to go to middle school, high school, and university and not have him in China. But the, because of his English level and the fact that he spent so much time with foreigners, it was really hard on him in the Chinese classroom because he asked questions. Right. Right. And he knew more than the teachers when it came to the English language. He could write it. He could read it. The Chinese teachers could not do that. So some of the parents, and this was a public kindergarten, some of the parents were, you know, making sure that they started young but where we worked in Wuhan and 
And here, they don't think about that stuff until high school, when well, the kid hasn't passed that's, the, right, the test to be right. able to get into high school. Exactly. When they, when they then uh, what we've encountered in Wuhan and here in uh, Sanshui is the students that are are looking at going abroad are the ones that could not get into the good high schools, and so then because their Junkhao scores were so low. That meant they weren't. They eligible. couldn't. They weren't even eligible for the high schools, or or they were just low, and they were going to get into a high school that was not desirable. And so then they went and said, "Okay, then we'll we'll do a, a different type of program where we go to high school for a short amount of time in China, do another two years or three years in in America, or one year, and then." And then go off to to community college or or university, in some cases. I think we should probably back up. In China, at the end of middle school, they take the Junkao. There, that score for this. Okay, what is the Junkao? The Junkao is the national standardized test for grade nines, right? The end of middle school to get into high school. Right. If the student does not pass that test with a certain score, they are not allowed to go to a public high school. They can go to a... They're tiered. Right. They're tiered. They're, they, there's from the best school, the number one school. You'll hear a lot of Chinese students talk about the number one school. They go from the number one school down to however many schools there are. And, of course, all students want to be in the number one school. So if they don't get into the number one school, they may start looking for other options. Right. Because they don't want to go to the number two school or the number three school or four or five or whatever is in their area. Right. Or some of the students know they won't do well because they didn't do well in school, period. So they don't even take the test and their parents then put them in a private school like yours, like Aaron's. And... They get ready to ship them out of the country because they know that if they didn't get into a Chinese high school without that junk house score, they can't get into a Chinese university. Right. Because at the end of high school, they have to take another test called Gaokao. And that's the one you hear in the West about students doing a lot of cheating and all of that. Um, That's the test that they're taking at the end of high school to... um, be placed into universities in China. And if you don't do well in high school or you didn't do well in middle school, you basically aren't going to have an opportunity to go to university in China. Or if you do go to university in China, it's going to cost you a ton of money. That's the other side of this. Yeah, but a ton of money is relative. No, no, no. It's going to be a ton of money to go to the lesser schools. It costs them more. If you get into Peking University, your cost is lower than if you go to the second, third, and fourth, and fifth tier schools in China. Yeah. You pay more for being dumber. Yeah. Okay, it's not just, oh, you got a scholarship. Oh, but you didn't get a scholarship, so you're like everybody else that didn't get scholarships, and we all have the same rate. It's not the same. It's not like that. It's, 
oh, this university is a third tier university, and so this is the cost to go to that school. Right, you have to pay 15,000 yuan a year versus 10,000 exactly. or 12,000. It is definitely tiered that way, and the worse you do on that test, the more they punish you with how much the, the school is then going to cost. Um, unfortunately, the other side of this is, if you are educated at the university level outside of China and then come back to China to go to work, you're preferred in Chinese companies over those people that went to Chinese schools. Right. So, it... From a parent's point of view, it makes more sense for them to send their kids and spend that money to send them away to the U.S., to U.K., to Australia, to Canada, and send them out there so that they can learn all in English, even though they're going to come back and they're basically not going to use the English again. Right, unless they're in a big corporate situation. And, and their job is to translate, because they're really, unless they're, they just deal with foreigners all the time they're going to come back and they're pretty much going to be Chinese again and they're going to just speak in Chinese. They're going to be Austin. Yes. They're not going to use what they learned outside of China because China will culturally will reject whatever it is that they bring back. Yeah. Now then you have students uh, like best friend who can't wait to leave the the country and plans on never returning and he's been saying this since we met him and he was I don't know nine ten years old and he's in high school now and he is adamant that once he leaves China he will not return his English is amazing he speaks like a native speaker so I don't doubt that he won't return. Alright. What's your number three? Number three. Since I did my number three. Oh, you want to know what number three is? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the phones. Number three. Ooh, I like it when you make that face. Number three. I wrote, Chinese people who get in my personal space. Oh, let's talk about this one, please. Go ahead, you first, your topic. But I have that one too. I'm rubbing my head. (laughs) Chinese people get in my personal space. Okay. I think part of this might have to do with the, my coworker who thinks that he must stand shoulder to sh- literally shoulder to shoulder with me just to have a conversation about anything if we're happening to be standing next to each other. Now, if we're in our office, we're pretty much sitting at our desk, so it's really not an issue. But if we're standing anywhere else, standing, I have to move him. Now, I've taken it upon myself to try to help him a bit and try to teach him some of the cultural norms, the things that that we find offensive, that Chinese people don't find offensive, so he understood a little bit better so that he didn't do those things that, that would elicit a negative response. 
So I did this over the last year and a half. I won't do it anymore. Did you um, not teach him to brush his teeth? Um, we did not. I did not talk about his chronic halitosis. But you should talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trying to kill me in the car, uh, Aaron. Am I red or like? I'm, okay, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> the, the idea, though, that uh, I need to what we consider being up on somebody. That uh, you need to give me. You need to give me a foot. Give me a foot all the way around. And and th okay. Now this is somebody that I know. I work with them. It's somebody I'm. 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 I see him literally every day. But here's my biggest problem with this: is not. The people that you know that might feel some camaraderie with you or want to be close or whatever. No, no, no. I'm talking about that stinky person that's at the bus stop next to you. That there's no reason for that person to be next to you. There's no reason for them to have walked by you so closely that they bumped you Ugh. when there was four to 10 feet of empty space on the side of you that they could have walked through and you could have still said good morning, you still said, could have said hello, they could have just done the smile, but they're not gonna bump into you. But the idea that people, Westerners, we have a bubble around us. Do not get in my bubble unless I want you in my bubble. And honestly, if you got chronic halitosis or you're showering once a week, I'm not going to invite you in. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's, it's a, it's one of the, now this is definitely one of those things that a lot of foreigners have a problem with. Yep. Um, that they complain about when, when, when we're together with other foreigners. I've heard this so many times about people in China that they just will not back up. You know, no, I'm not going to whisper at you. No, I'm going to have a conversation with you. Fine. But it's going to be a conversation. And yes, other people might hear. And that's usually what they're trying to do when they're talking is trying to not let anybody else know what you're talking about. Because as soon as you start talking louder, then they want to stop the conversation and move on somewhere else. Right. They're trying to hide. They're trying to make it look like. And I've seen it. So many times when teachers talk to students outside the classroom, I've seen it when um, uh, managers talk to other other teachers or whatever. They get right up on top of each other and they they're essentially whispering at each other so that no one can know what is being said. And then as soon as we come around, we speak in a normal tone of voice, in a business-like manner. Other people might actually be able to hear, and usually we're not saying something that is going to blow smoke up the other person's ass. Yeah. So, then they feel bad. Okay? And, just back up. Just back up. Get off my shoes. Do not walk next to me down the street. Do not hold my hand to go across the damn street. <laughs> Don't you're, I, I can I can cross the street on my own. I've been doing it for a long time. You're not gonna you're not protecting me from anything. Okay? I can do this. But they do this. They do this thing where they're 
They think they're helping. And it's not helpful. It's not something that's going to be comfortable. I'm sorry, but uh, intimacy with people I don't want to be around is not going to ever feel comfortable. So. (laughs) What do you want to say about personal space? Okay, I have an entirely different bubble. Because I'm a mother, because I'm a preschool teacher, my bubble's pretty much gone. Like, people, you know, oh, no. walk right upon me gone, and I'm okay. Right up on you. Three old ladies in the middle of winter in Benji in an elevator. Oh, no, no, no. But that's only because they haven't bathed in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and, but, and your they bubble's don't. Still, your bubble's still gone? That's my nose and my, my personal. But your bubble's gone? No, my, my, your no. Your bubble ain't gone. My olfactory system is not gone. Your bubble ain't gone. You want that bubble to be thicker. That's your problem. I do. But what I have issue is with is when we're traveling, even if it's just to the, stu- the supermarket, but when we're traveling and... Oh, 10 minutes of that travel. Right? We're, when we're traveling and they see you, they're looking at you. They, they see you're in you're along the same path and they just won't move. Oh, you want them to yield. I want them to you want step them to aside. See. You want them to see that you're coming and yield? I want them to ah! see because if they don't, I am done. After this last summer of, tra- of traveling, I'm that's, finished. That, that, that's hilarious. I mean, we, I've had experiences, because I'm short. I'm really, I'm 5'2", so I'm short. And uh, there was a day I was on my way to work. I'm walking across this crosswalk. There was ample space in this crosswalk. And this woman had her handbag on her shoulder with her thumb latched in the in the handle and her elbow out and the heifer hit me in the face in the middle of the street she elbowed me in the face she didn't even pause she knew she hit me there's no way she couldn't because i like staggered she hit me so hard but she didn't pause she didn't apologize she didn't say excuse me oh now you want politeness on top of personal space this was when we first arrived. We've had people like step on our shoe, so your entire shoe comes off and they say nothing. They uh, almost knock you over. When we were in Disneyland for Keek's birthday, the, you know, they let only a certain number of people on the ride at a time so that everyone has a seat. This mother and child were running to get into the car and almost knocked me off of the ride. But is this a matter of personal space or a matter of rudeness? Well, they go hand in hand. But they don't. For us, they do. Because Uh, But you could you could you could step into someone's personal space and you could say, excuse me. Here's what but you're you're you seem to you seem to be talking about rudeness, general rudeness. What we consider as rude that Chinese people do not consider as rude. Well, I don't have the issue you have with the holding of the hand to cross the street. Man, if you touch me. <laughs> you use a dude. I had to I man, look. Wait. This this just happened. Wait, wait, he tried I had to, to grab your hand? No, I it just happened where he was right up on me. I moved him and he moved back. 
He almost got kicked in the freaking head. I think kicking him in the head might actually help. Because why are you up on me? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're a guy. I'm a guy. I'm a straight well, guy. I don't know what you are yet because you've never had a girlfriend before. But at your 20-something years yeah. old, I'm sorry, but we don't walk around holding hands and grabbing each other and being on top of each other. I'm, I'm a married guy. So if you're interested in me in that way, I'm still not flowing. I'm not doing that with you, okay? Well, and I know exactly what you're talking about with him because the one day he came over... And he sat down on the sofa next to me, and he was like touching me. That's personal space. And he was, and I'm thinking, why are you so close to me when there's an entire other sofa? A whole another. A whole sofa open. Why are you sitting on my space, touching my body? Get I feel, up. I feel like I need to. I need to. I need to do some tai chi. Right. I actually got up and moved. And what did he do? He laid back on the sofa. He was here playing on his phone, and I don't know why he was. I don't know what. Look, personal space. Okay. I get. I get what you're saying with, with their lack of understanding of our version of what our is face. rudeness. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we've both written this down at some point. Yeah. But. The idea that. As you walk around, personal space is not a thing. When you get on the bus, personal space is not a thing. Somebody's ass will be in your face. When you're sitting in a sitting in the seat, right. they will not they consider. Might their, nope, they might have their crotch right, right. at your face. They will not consider yep. that this is a, a, they just allow it to happen across every Every part of their activity, like no matter where they go, no matter what they're doing, it doesn't matter. They, I, and it probably comes from uh, uh, cities with uh, populations that are far larger than they are in the United States, where people have have for such a long time had to be basically walking around. Living and breathing up on top of each other. Because, I mean, okay, how much personal space can you have if you've got three girls using the same um, squatty potty in school? At the same time. At the same time. They're all pissing in the same hole. How much personal space are you really focused on? True. I mean, I've had two boys going to the same toilet, squatty potty. At the same time. Yeah. Three of them. Same time. Yeah. Same stall. Oh, no. Remember when I was in the kindergarten and I was teaching them the wheels on the bus and I said, shh, shh, shh. And 21 children ran to the bathroom at the same time and were all going in the trough at the same time. So, 21 personal, kids. definitely personal space is just not... We, it's not viewed the same way. Right. So if you're if you're walk if you're standing there in line somewhere, the idea that okay, there's someone in front of me, there's someone behind me. Yeah, don't the idea me. that you shouldn't be pushing up on me behind me. I have nowhere to go. Yeah, and they do that, but I also know why they do that. I don't care why. They should not do that because if I start throwing elbows, they, I say throw, you know, yeah, throw yeah, the bows. Yeah, oh yeah, of course throw you do. Bows. Yeah, you say throw the bows, but I'm the black dude sitting around here in China. I throw a bow at somebody and knock them to the ground, and there's blood everywhere. 
you'll be leaving China, my ass will still be here. No. So totally different, totally different true, thing. True. Um, but, but yeah, you know, they they will they will push you. If you don't move, they will go around you. Yeah. You know. Or um, they don't. Or they come up on the sides of you. Or they don't necessarily necessarily go around you. They try to go through you. Well, that either way, they're, if you yield, they're going to go through. Right. We saw that uh, when uh, my frat brother, my line brother, was in Hong Kong. If you try to be polite, yeah, you're going to end that. up. You're going to end up never really getting there. Because they're going to keep cutting in, not thinking about you and that maybe you were there, you've been there, being polite, maybe they should just let you go. No, no. No, no, no. But that gets down to Chinese selfishness. Yeah. Not a whole other show. Not, um, You know, in Ben Chi, I remember shopping with Ellen and... She and I were sitting there waiting for something, and she just reached over and grabbed my breast. Now, most people would be upset, you know, this woman just grabbed my breast, this is my boss's wife, and she just grabbed my breast. And for me, that didn't bother me a bit. Yeah, it's bothersome. It doesn't bother me. Because my boss reached over and tried to grab my crotch, and I was telling you, he'd still be trying to get up. Yeah, but, but one, Ellen was my friend. Two... It's a, I, it's just a boob for me. If it was a, like the taxi driver tried to grab my breast when he did that, I just about knocked him out. But when she did it, didn't even. I kind of looked at her like, "What the hell?" But she said, "I just wanted to see if they were real." Most women would have flipped out over that. Yeah, yeah, and rightfully so, because personal space. You don't in, you don't invade a person's. I mean, because she could have gotten that same information by asking a question. She right. did not have to do that. She, she felt did. that it was her right to be able to, to, grab my to body. Yep. violate your personal space, touch you in a way that was not invited, and then just to satisfy her own curiosity. Yes. And I'm sorry, but we don't live that way. Nope. Nope. And when I talked to our boss about the taxi driver grabbing me, he said, oh, he just couldn't control himself. And I said, would you feel that same way if he did that to your wife or daughter? And that was when it changed for him. That, oh, my wife and daughter have personal space, but so does she. No, but I don't have the same issues. Like, Keegan, she really doesn't like it. Like she doesn't like people being sitting even next to her on the bus. I don't either. She woo. Shoot. Okay. So okay, you get on the bus now. Here in Foshan or here in Sanshui District, the the buses are are rarely like full. Right. Okay. You you can you can get on the bus uh, just about any time of the day outside of say rush hour, uh, going to uh, literally going to work or, or coming home. Uh, the rush hours of the day, gas buses are going to be a little more packed. But the rest of the time, these buses are not packed. So I go, sit down in a seat, and a person gets on. There are, there's, there's only five of us on the bus. But they come and sit, park their ass right next to me. Why? Yeah, that's how Keegan is too. You know, why did you sit here? Yeah. And then sit there and then talk about me. Right. You know, 
It's like you could have set your ass back there somewhere or yep. over there. Yep. You know, you didn't have to come and sit next to me and then sit there and talk about me. Yep. That's why I wear headphones. Goes back to I can speak your language. But that's why I wear headphones Stop because then I because me. then I'm not listening. Then I'm not I'm not paying attention to what they're saying because just it, for a lot of for a lot of foreigners, that's one of the things that would that caused them to be so angry. Why are you focused on me? Right. Why are you talking about me? The fact that I'm on the bus probably means I live and work here. I'm, I mean, I'm on the bus every day. Yep. You know, I mean, I get the same surprised looks from the people that are at the bus stop every morning that I see every day for a fucking year. Yeah. And they still look surprised. Yeah. Why are you surprised? I'm here every day. You're here every day. I don't look surprised when I see you sitting there. Yep. You know, I, that, that's, to me, that, that thing that's that's the thing that gets under your skin you we live in a, an apartment complex where for the most part you come and go around the same times if you go to work so you're you're coming and going the people that you see why are they surprised to see me i don't know you know now outside of our little buddy that always wants to say hello to us you I know he runs know. over to say hello to us okay fine you know, but he's not surprised either. He's just saying hello. Yes, but that little boy, that little boy, he fiercely stands up for the two of us. Well, for the four of us. I know, but that's, you know, he's he's actually speaking to you. Yes, he's okay? speaking to us. Now, he doesn't have a whole lot more to say, but he's speaking to you. Right. He's waving. He's acknowledging yeah. you. Okay, fine. But the other people that are running, the children that run away, the woman that grabs the purse and walks is the opposite of invading the per personal space. She's walking 20 feet around right, you to get away from you like you're going to do something, but you're here every day. Yep. They see you all the time. Yep. Why are you afraid of me after seeing me 20 times? I'm sorry, there, there should kind of be no fear. I haven't attacked you yet. Right. <laughs> right. You know? And and then, you know, like our kids walk down, they do the same thing to them. I It's a it's it's an absolute ridiculous, awful feeling that we go through. Now, here's the kicker. This isn't just, say, black folks in China that, go, that are going oh, through this. No, no. This is all the foreigners that are going yes, through this. Yep. And... That's the thing that I think gets under people's skin the most is that you're just doing this because we don't look Chinese. Well, you know, we've had more of that whole running and, and screaming and clutching of the pearls type thing. We've had more of that here in San Shui than we had in Wuhan and than we had in Benxi. We never ever had that invention. No, we had people that almost got into car accidents right, walking right. at us as we walked down the street. We were like superstars. No, you know? we weren't like superstars. They were just gawking. They did the same thing here. The lady that almost fell when we were walking oh, up, yep, she was right. gawking. That's yep. why she almost fell. She was looking at us and she walked off of the sidewalk, off the path, and stepped off and almost fell down. Yep. That's the answer. Like we didn't see her. Right. Sorry, lady, we saw you. And then she did the awkward smile. You're right. <laughs> then she did the awkward smile. I should have thrown a rock at her ass. <laughs> that 
tearing no rocks. Pick up one of them tiles that don't stay down on <laughs> the ground. Hit it with one of them square motherfuckers. Alright, so do you have any more that you want to talk about? I mean, I do have another personal no. space no. one, but it's on my list, so no, no, I don't know no, if no, I should no, do no, it. No. Do you have the three? Three is what we're talking about. You already did your I did two my three. and three. Yeah, so mine was, yes, I can speak already. your language. I live here. Because I have one that's similar to that, too, but I didn't bring it up. Okay. We'll, we'll just get there when we get there. Alright. I have another bus one. I have a Ditko-inspired, too. I have a couple bus ones, actually. We might have to do a bus one. Honestly, I don't, I don't know if the bus is I don't care. Alright, that all you want to do tonight? have another one that you just are burning burning to talk about um I, I have some we've only been going for 55 minutes I think I have some but I think there have to be another show because <clears throat> when I get you on these topics it's gonna be good it may not be good it'll be good I know you it may not be good radio here after 17 years, I know you. These will be good. I mean, I have a number four. What's your number four? My number four sort of goes with my number three, because number three was Chinese people who get in my personal space, and then my number four is Chinese people will point at my food. Ah! So, it kind of goes with the personal space, because the boundary... That, that we normally observe is just not there. And you got people who are literally pointing. They're not pointing. They're 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 semi-touching oh, what you're to about to eat. And it's like, why are you pointing at my food? My food doesn't look any different than your food because usually, usually, for me, especially when I'm at work, I'm eating vegetables. Well, your food for them would be a novelty because you're vegan. Okay, it's not a novelty. It's freaking vegetables. Okay, Aaron, but they don't eat raw vegetables. I don't give a damn. It's still just that they can recognize. They should be able to recognize what a freaking carrot looks like. They can recognize that it's a green bell pepper. They can recognize, I mean, these are all, we're not buying these things in some special store. We're buying them at the same damn store that they're going to. Yeah. The same market. Yeah. So, why are they pointing at my food? I, I don't know why. Why are they almost touching my food? Because they want to die? Because, honestly, I will give you some. I don't care about that. But don't sit over and be like, ooh, carrot. Yeah, carrot. I'm so glad you know that word. Now get away from me. <laughs> Why do you let students in your office? I'm not talking about students. Oh, goodness. These are adults? Yes. No. These are these things have very little do, to do with my students. Most of these things that are on my list 
have to do with, unless I'm focused on school at the moment, a lot of these things have to do with adults. If I go and take, because I have to take my lunch to school, because I can't eat what's at the school, because they don't make vegan food, okay? They put meat in everything and then tell you that they can either take it out, which of course that's no good, or they, they pick it out, not they, take it out. Right, they pick it out of the food as you're getting it, or they give you some bland, because this is Guangdong, they give you this bland food that has no flavor, no taste, no nothing, and call that vegetables and Boiled bok choy. Boiled bok choy and rice, and there, there's your lunch. It's, it's delicious. No, it's not delicious. So I stopped getting all of the food from the school. Well, you're sitting there with your lunch. My wife makes a lunch. You hook it up. I get to school. I open up my lunch. It's full of vegetables, hence being vegan right and some you know there, there's a there's a sauce there's a there's something there's on it there's and it and, and maybe it's a wrap maybe it's a salad maybe it's pasta salad yeah it's it's i mean it's kind of simple it's not that not that many things outside of hummus which is different for them right uh because there's not a whole lot of indian restaurants around here so if they're from this area they're they're not gonna experience say Indian food. Well, hummus isn't Indian; it's Middle Eastern. Well, but they're definitely not Middle gonna Eastern. get that here. They're not right. They're not. They're they're not getting. Oh, that would be a fun day to do a, an international food day with your kids. Do some hummus and yeah, that means that, and... that means we gotta make everything. So wrong. Anyway, so you're, you're you've got all of these people that. Are amazed that your food is different than theirs, which to me would be obvious. I mean, if your expectation is, if you're going to be amazed that I I eat Chinese food and I can use chopsticks, why would you be amazed if I eat something that is not Chinese? That should be that should be your expectation. If the other thing is where you find amazement, yeah. And that's that's I think that's part of part of the anger that a lot of us feel. I can't eat what you made because what you made is shit. So then I bring my own, and now you want to stick your finger in it. Your finger that isn't washed, that's not had soap. Washed? In it. Why would it be washed? There's no soap anywhere. So, you know, it's like, and, and, and they'll go and they'll, they'll damn near put their fucking nose in your food. Yeah. You know, they'll sit there and, and be like, oh, what's that? Oh, oh, and, and literally be breathing on and get their nose in your food over your shoulder. I watched, I watched it go do it. I watched him try to do it to a race. I raised it, looked at him like, she's a, I'm a you, you get one more inch, one more inch. And you're going to be picking yourself up off the floor because you're going to basically ruin my meal for me. Right. And that's that's another personal space thing because don't get too close to something I'm about to consume. Don't touch my t- bottle. Don't touch my water bottle. Don't touch don't touch my computer. Don't touch my don't touch my stuff. See, I don't have a problem 
problem with someone touching my shoulder, being close to my body, but don't touch my things. Don't sit at my desk. Don't touch my computer. Don't use my coffee cup. I will flip the fuck out. Yeah, well. Touching my things is tantamount to using my toothbrush. FYI, when you are not there, all of those things are being touched. Just so you know. That's why my stuff is at home. That's why you bring your stuff home. That's the only way that you can make sure that it's not because there are many days where I come into work and I don't even have a chair. I have no chair at my desk. I don't. It, it's pushed somewhere else because the the students have come in because the students are there so late at night. They're 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 in our office for whatever reason. They're being allowed to do things on use the space. And so because they're allowed to do that, you'll come in and it'll be in, in quite a disarray. So basically, I that's why I work off my own laptop and it comes home with me every day. I would not use a school laptop because yeah. basically if I tried to put anything on it, the students could then access it right. when I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. And they would. And Absolutely. they would get they would yep. get in they would get right on it yeah. because they can. Yeah. You know, it's not protected for the English speaker. It's only, it's, it's essentially not really protected for the Chinese speaker. Right. So, yeah. Well, I have the opposite with the food thing because I'm not vegan. I, I will eat fish and I will eat poultry. I will eat seafood. But here's where I get pissed. I ordered the same dish you ordered, dude. Why are you over here looking at my table? Why are you looking in my, my takeaway bag? It is not yours. You know it's not yours. Your food is on your own table. Don't touch my shit. Get away from my food. I have to eat this. See, that's the personal space. Thing. That's my personal space. I, Get it's because back up. It's because of my germophobia. I know your nasty ass has not washed your hands at all today. I know that you didn't sure use Sure they so did. They turned on the water and ran it under. They ran the water on their the hands. The ice cold water. They ran the. I, there's no ice cold water here in southern China. They, they ran. And what does it matter? They ran the water over their hands after going to the bathroom. The, the, the water you're, you can't drink because it's got stuff that will hurt you. Heavy metals are, are not dirty. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <sighs> you know, they... Oh, my favorite is when we go to places like Pizza Hut and the kids and I break out our hand sanitizer, our wet wipes before we eat because we are going to eat with our hands because it's pizza and you eat pizza with your hands. No, you don't. You eat pizza with a fork. And they stare at our, they stare at us. Isn't that what Mitt Romney did? Try to eat pizza with a knife and fork? You don't okay, eat pizza. Okay, but they don't use That's, a knife. You take the fork, you stab the pizza, and you pick it up, and you have a giant triangle over it, and you bite it until it's gone. And That's how you eat pizza in China. That's how you eat steak in China, too. And that's how you eat chicken wings in China. Yeah, just stab them with a fork and eat around the fork until it's all, all the meat's gone. And you lay and on you the table. you can't touch it with your fingers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see a Chinese person eating a 
Middle Eastern meal or an Indian meal. Oh, That'd be right. awesome. That would be fun. They have to use their hands. What was also awesome was watching kids in Wuhan have to wash their hands before they did anything in the uh, in kitchen. my classroom. That was awesome too. Yeah. They, then when soap was sitting there, you had to have instructions as yeah. to what to do when the soap was there. Well, they also flipped out when I would make them take off their outside coats before they were allowed to cook. Oh, that's a whole other issue, isn't it? Isn't it, that on a list somewhere? It isn't actually. So I, let's, I, I have a feeling that it's not on my list either because it's we're not, not on in the my north. list. Right, we're not we're not in the cold. But I taught cooking uh, in a private school, and I had grades one through ten for this cooking class, and every day I would have different students. I never had the same kids because they wanted every single class in the entire school to try cooking at least once in the, the year. So every day I would have to tell the students if it was cold outside to remove your winter coat and push up your sleeves and wash your hands with soap and use paper towel and throw the paper towel in the bin that was next to the sink because these students thought that they could cook in the same coat that they wore outside, to sleep in, in the bathroom, in the classroom, everywhere. And they thought it was okay to cook in this, this thing. And bleh. They just have, their hygiene is not existent. They've got hygiene. Bad. It's just not the same as our hygiene. Our hygiene has soap and bleach in it. Our hygiene has, you know, toothpaste, deodorant. They have toothpaste and deodorant. They don't use them. But they have them. Aaron, those are. They for, do have. Those them. are for the foreigners. They don't use that stuff. Yeah, come on now. They, they, they use toothpaste. They have aisles and aisles and aisles of toothpaste. They I've never seen a Chinese person buy it though. Yeah, but you don't see all the purchases made by Chinese people. I've been in the aisles a lot. I buy four tubes at a time, one for each person. Chinese people use toothpaste sometimes. I don't know how often they brush their teeth. That's in the north. I could tell you that the small children probably don't do much to brush their teeth. I don't think because we ever watch brush. their teeth fall out of their right. We watch them turn black into little sticks. So we saw that. Yeah. Um, but when their adult teeth came in, they were like beautiful pearly whites so some of them I don't know I I I never assumed that they didn't have uh, at some point you know adequate dental hygiene um, what about that taxi driver you get in the car and he says Zainali says anything and you're like oh god you know yeah that's a whole other problem that's that's it chronic halitosis. I think it went way past that, that. that. My co-worker always says she can smell the gingivitis. <laughs> she can smell the gingivitis. That's it! That's it! That is it! <laughs> she can smell the gingivitis. Oh, that's so awesome. I can smell the gingivitis. Yes. Can you smell gingivitis? Yes, you can. Oh, yep. But you know, it's, it, it's, and I was sitting here trying to think of the word, it's periodontal disease. It's past chronic halitosis. It's past gingivitis. They suffer from collective periodontal disease because when it gets to that stench, that foul 
decay smell. That is where the periodontal. They'll have like the beautiful teeth. How can they have the beautiful teeth? They're fake. But they can't, they can't, I mean, even their gums don't look bad. So they're, they can't have beautiful teeth and good looking gums and have periodontal disease. Listen. Because there's a decay, there's a breakdown of the gum, right? Where do you think it starts? Yeah, but this is not the beginning. If you're, if you're sitting on the bus and you can be like, I can smell the gingivitis. I mean, come on now. For anybody who thinks that they should get close to a to a Chinese person and have a, a private conversation and they're talking into your face, oh, you'll, you'll understand exactly what we're talking that about. That day we had to go, where did we go? Oh, to buy the children's plane tickets. And we're in the car with your assistant. I was in the car with your assistant. And he's L or shoulder to shoulder with me in the back seat. Don't ask me why the man was so close to me. He could have sat in the front. It was empty. And his breath was so Personal bad. space. His breath was so bad. I'm texting you saying, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and it was not a joke. I already get car sick. <laughs> and his breath was so oh, horrible. I was and, so glad that you got to experience And he that. wanted to talk to me. Yes, over and over. In a my lot. face. In your face. And I had nowhere to go. Up close and personal. Oh, and he wanted to breathe. Why did he need to breathe? You gotta hate it when people breathe. Oh my God. If you got bad breath, you should not be allowed to breathe. I really wanted to just give him a mint, but I didn't even have any. I would have handed him the whole tin and been like, here dude, a gift from me to you. But because I brush my teeth often, I don't usually have mints around. I bet you just are carrying them now. I got them now. I got some <sighs> uh, fisherman's friend in my purse right this moment. Never leave so, home yes. without them. So there you go. That's a, that, that's what I got. Um, personal space. Personal space. Stop putting your fingers in my food. Stop being amazed that I'm eating the same thing you're eating. Well, you're not necessarily eating the same No, thing sometimes I am. Sometimes I am eating the same dish, like you said. Right, the like same dish. Stop being tofu. stop being amazed that 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 oh god, this guy is eating tofu. It's like tofu is not Chinese. It's not. You no, know, tofu is all over the world. It's not it's not, you know. It's not like just you eat it. It's not just you in China. You're not the only one who eats cabbage or eggplant. Yeah, or I mean all the stuff that I mean broccoli and garlic. The same vegetables that are that made this stuff is what uh, what I'm eating every day. Yep. So, yeah. You want to be amazed? See me eat some meat. <laughs> now you can be amazed because that would be amazing. Yeah, that would not be good. So, yeah, I, I, I have a, I have a huge problem with that. All right. All right so, are you, uh, are you done? Are you, have you ranted enough? Have you, have you gone off enough? I could never. We're, we're, go we're at, uh, what are we at here? Hour thirteen. So we haven't gone that long. What you got? That's it. That's all you got. Oh, you, you don't need to do more. Okay. Don't I'm, need to do I more. I have more, but. Of course, you have more. We have lots more. I have lots, the lists, lots more. We have. Uh, and the list keeps growing. Yeah, we there's a there's a whole lot going on there. Yeah, I added something today, didn't I? I don't know. Did you? I think so. When we were walking down to the hive. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't remember. 
It was something when we were out. Maybe it was when we went to go get the wine for your whiny Mondays. That was yesterday. Yeah, maybe that was when it was. But I added something recently. Yeah, you know, whiny Monday. That, that, that should be interesting. Nobody likes Mondays, so whiny Monday should work out well. Except for I don't drink wine. Doesn't matter. You can still whine. This is a wine-free zone. I mean, think about it. it you, 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 Mondays are great for whining. Nobody likes Mondays, so. I don't have a problem with Monday, because my Monday and Tuesday are the same. I get to be at home. Uh-huh. Okay. That's it. Sounds good. Moving on. Yep. We'll have to do another one soon, because. We'll stack them up. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.